History Nerds United. Hello, nerds. Welcome to History Nerds United podcast. I'm your head nerd, Brendan. Got a very special episode for you today. First of all, you've heard his voice a little bit, but now you're actually going to hear more of him for better or worse. Producer Mike, say hello to everybody. Hey, everybody. How you doing? We have another special guest, our best friend of just way too many years, Dr. Robert William Bialis. Hey, everybody. Pleasure to be here. We'll be calling him Babo. It's a thing. Don't worry about it. We're not going to get into it. So we're turning the mic around. Mike and I are going to answer questions today to wrap up season one. It's been a crazy first season. want to thank every single subscriber, everybody who just listened even for five minutes. want to thank every guest, author, podcaster that came on and gave us the time of day. Season two is going to come up in January. You're going to love it. We've already recorded a bunch of great podcasts for it. But for right now, let's do kind of a season in review. Baba, over to you, buddy. All right. We've got a few questions from the listeners. We've got a few questions that Mike and Brendan want to talk about and a few from me because I happen to know them fairly well. Uh, but we're going to start out a little bit of a softball. Brendan, you know, talk a little bit about how the blog got started. Talk about what led to the podcast. You know, how did Mike get involved? That sort of thing. Great question, Bobo. I'm glad I told you to ask it. This is just a side gig that got out of control in a great way. It was basically out of spite of bad Amazon reviews. Well, reading history books, there aren't a lot of reviews. And I remember going on Amazon and I tried to find a new book and look and there'd be five reviews and three of them were, my Kindle didn't start, so this book is terrible. And I just felt like there was a better way to do this. I wanted to have somewhere to go and I figured, let's make it. What I found and just did not expect at all was, let's reach out to some authors, see if they'll answer some questions. And the very first, which we haven't put this one up as an actual podcast yet, but we will, author Mike Dash, I emailed him, said, can I email you some questions? He came right back same day and said, why don't we just hop on the phone and just talk through these questions? I had to call Mike right up because I didn't know how to do any of this at all. And he's like, just do this, record this, and did it. It was an amazing conversation. Mike carried me through, thank goodness, both Mike Dash and Mr. Bowman over here. And then the second episode that we recorded is probably the one that made the podcast thing. James M. Scott, who you've heard on two different episodes this season, had this conversation with him, and he pushed. He said, you need to make this podcast, because there's lots of podcasts out there that they don't read the book. They don't put in the effort, they aren't asking the questions, and they don't sound as good as we made them sound. And pushed it, pushed it, pushed it, and it took a while. I finally had to get uh, the producer, Mike, over here on board. But once we started figuring out that we can do it, it has gone insane from there. All right, you know, over to then to Mike, what, um, you know, as you got more involved, at what point did you realize you were basically the producer handholding for Brendan? At what point was it just, yeah, I can help you out? You know, talk about how that transition went. I think Brendan kind of touched on it in the beginning, talking about the Mike Dash podcast. Um, that one was actually pretty raw. In fact, I went back recently and listened to it, and I do have my work cut out for me to make that one listenable um, because of the quality of it. But I didn't really have to do hand-holding with Brendan. He kind of always had a vision for it the moment that he decided that it was going to be a thing. I think in the beginning, it was just more of coaching on kind of where do you plug in a microphone and how far away do you hold it from yourself and how level, you know, high, how high should the level be? Uh, and then it turned into, I can help you make that sound good. 
And then it was basically him asking me, do I want to be a part of it? And after I listened to it, and obviously I've been a part of it since the beginning and, and going through the ideas that he had and hearing the feedback from, you know, Mike Dash and a couple of the other guys, it, it was a no-brainer for me to do it. And the thing about that, too, is Mike and I, if you've ever met us, we have very strong personalities. And it was something we had to talk about. We've been friends for 25 years. You know us. And it was, are we going to butt heads? Is this going to be a problem? And the thing is, it really hasn't been because Mike and I both have two sides of this, right? So he's got the sound, the production and everything like that. And I've got the interview, reading the books and everything. I want nothing to do with figuring out the sound or editing this. I don't want to read books. So it just worked out perfect. And we basically stay out of each other's lane unless one of us reaches out to the other and says, hey, what do you think about this? What do you think about this? So we both get to be creative in our own way. And luckily, the other one wants nothing to do with that type of creativity. Also, I would say, too, free time is limited, right? So when you undertake something like this and you want to, you know, first and foremost, if you're doing a podcast or anything that, you know, is subscriber-based, you have to hit your mark, right? If you say you're going to put it out every other week, you got to be ready every other week, right? And so there's a commitment there that you have to make, right? And now that it's in the public eye, there's no sick days. There's no, oh, you know what? I'm not really into it this week, or we didn't really get anything good. You got to hit your mark. So the fact that we have stayed out of each other's lane, I think has helped us to give ourselves the time to prioritize and, and, you know, set ourselves up for that kind of success. Um, Because uh, if I had to read the book, interview the author, edit the podcast, publish it, do all the social media like Brennan does, I wouldn't be able to do it. There's no way. I, I don't think that one person could be successful in this for all of the various undertakings that we do, you know, be it the website, the blog, Instagram, Twitter, all of the various streaming platforms, et cetera. All right. So as you rattled off your list of responsibilities, you know, the other softball question that Brendan wrote for himself, you know, talk a little bit about what your best part is, what's your worst part. You know, you just gave yourself 20 jobs, I think, in that, you know, so, so maybe starting with Mike. I think the best part for me is the audio engineering and editing. That's kind of something that I've grown into as I've gotten older that I love. I went to college for music and I always kind of messed around in a project studio in some capacity. You know, having the kind of the pressure to finish something and put the period at the end of the sentence and then hearing the final finished product once, you know, you go on Spotify or Apple or Amazon, you know, you name it and you press the play button and you hear what you did. It's kind of rewarding in that regard. So for me, that's the best. The worst part is... You know, I'm not calling anyone out specifically, but there are some times where the edits can be a little bit challenging. And whereas typically it could take two to three hours, sometimes it's a little bit more and it could take four to five, six hours. It's a couple of day process. So it is a bit of a labor of love, but you know, that's a lot of time commitment, you know, on a weekly basis. But aside from that, there really is no bad. Best part is talking to authors because we don't reach out to anyone if we didn't love the book and it wasn't going to be interesting to talk about which means I'm always talking to people that I have a lot of respect for. And all I have to do is ask questions, right? It's, it, I'm, I've said it before. I stand on the shoulder of giants. They write the book. I read the book, come up with eight to 10 questions, and then just listen to them talk. I don't have to be an expert in anything, and I'm not. So I just talk to them, let them talk about things that they're experts on, and it comes off great. The worst part is absolutely social media. I would not be on social media if not for the podcast. And the social media is the part that is grueling from time to time. It's great when people are reaching out and saying, hey, I love it, and subscribing and talking about it. That's fantastic. But just as Mike mentioned, 
when we started this, we said, any dates that we put out there, we're going to hit, regardless. Whatever's going on, we have to be prepared for it. We're sick for a week. We better have something already recorded so that we can put it out that week. And I, it's one of the proudest things about this is we've never missed a day. We've never missed a day for a review, for a podcast, for the History Nerd Nuggets on social media. Once we start them, we keep going. And that kind of rolls into season two. We are technically still every two-week podcast, but I can tell you right now, the first four to five months of 2023 is already booked every single week. And we're going to hit all those marks. It's what we do. You know, we'll stay on the theme of uh, talking about the how-to. You know, what was difficult that ended up being easy? What was easy that, you know, you thought was going to be the hardest part? The What we really thought was going to be difficult, we said it, do we have enough content? And except we were so, it was laughably stupid because going back to James N. Scott, he was the first one that said it to me, but many authors said it to me. They want to talk about their books. They spend all this time doing research, being locked away from their families, writing these books. Once it's out, they want to talk about it. They want to keep talking about it. We thought, oh, man, it's going to be hard to do one a month. And now we're at the point where publishers are reaching out to us. Authors are reaching out themselves. And we're getting to the point where we're going to have to start just saying, we, we don't have time. Like, it's not going to come out for another year or two if we record with you. We 100% thought that was going to be the hardest part, and it was not. I kind of knew social media was going to be a bit of a pain. And you learned how to do it. Again, there is those fun parts of it. What I didn't realize is how much I didn't know about the social media side of things. Mike and I are old, and social media is a young person's game which means there's a lot of Googling and asking people questions, and we still are nowhere near masters of anything. But you just kind of keep pushing through because it's part of the game, right? For every dream job you have, there's always a downside to it. And uh, for me, this is the downside to it. I think for me, I don't think there was anything going into it that I thought was going to be easy because I'd never done it before. So I was actually a little bit nervous, you know, making the commitment, saying, yeah, I'll, I'll help you out. Let's do this. You know, let's give it a shot. Um what turned out to be a lot easier, though, than I thought it would be was getting Brendan to embrace technology and how he's been able to set things up and get things recorded and the quality that, you know, the way that we work is Brendan will conduct an interview and then, you know, via the wonders of the Internet, he just sends me files. And the files that I get from him, for the most part, are super clean, super easy to work with. They're synced up very well. And I honestly thought, you know, giving a quote layperson when it comes to audio, you know, the 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 instructions and the responsibility on how to do it, I thought it'd be a challenge, but I hate to give him credit. He's done a very good job with it. I just didn't want to get yelled at anymore. So I put everything in the same spot. So I just have to hit one button. Highly recommend that for anything. Okay. You talked through the hardest part, you know, the things you, you thought, you know, you wouldn't be able to get, you know, what did you learn other than put things in one spot? That's a pretty generalized lesson. Oh, dear Lord. There there was a lot of lessons this year. I mean, the first one is, if you've never heard of it, NetGalley. If you are a reviewer, there is a website called NetGalley, and there's a few other like this, but I like NetGalley the best, where if you have a social media presence, if you write reviews, if you're on Goodreads, they'll send you free books digitally. And I am, you both know this, a complete book addict. I have way too many books. It's weird. Um, I'm fine with it, but other people are weirded out by it. And I spent money on a lot of those. 
because the library is very far away. So I found that earlier this year and realized, wow, I could have saved a ton of money. Plus, you get these books before they're even published, which means we get to talk to authors before the book is out. We get to really dig in before they get into their cycle. That was just one of the big lessons we learned. And the second one is that the content is there. And people actually want to hear this stuff. Um, we th- we had a lot of questions about it, and we said, "Hey, are, are we happy if it's just five listeners a month? Is is this too much effort for five listeners a month?" And luckily, from episode one, Kate Moore, we got a heck of a lot more than we thought. Still driving to get more, but when we look back and we're just realistic about where we started, we ended up in a much better place than we expected. It's pretty exciting when we look at the statistics of who's listening and you see people all over the world. You know, we've got people in different countries, and I think you even said that there's someone out there listening from Oslo. Oslo, Norway, you reach out to us. We want to talk to you. You listen every episode right away, and we're psyched that you're listening. Email brendan at historynerdsunited.com or mike at historynerdsunited.com. We want to hear from you. All right, we're going to change it up now. We're going to field a couple of questions from the listening audience. Uh, the first being, uh, you know, my favorite question. Somebody wrote in, it wasn't even a, a question, it was just a demand that said, tell me everything about syphilis. So, Brendan, go ahead. I'll tell you the first most important thing about syphilis is that I do not have it. I'm sure of that. Blood tests, whole nine yards. And I would say that there's way too much to go over on a podcast alone. And my mother does listen to this occasionally. What I will say, and my mother is the original history nerd, really, um, basically everybody had it back in the day, and it didn't go great, and you don't want to get it, and that's what you really need to know about. Not the answer I was expecting, but uh, semi-educational. Mike, we've talked about how you're the sound guy. Um, You've mentioned you don't want to read the books. What have you learned about history working with Brendan? I've actually learned quite a bit about history doing this podcast. I learned a lot of very cool stories. Uh, I've learned a lot actually about the relation of those stories to the authors, why they chose them, and why the stories themselves were important to them. A lot of interesting stories about how the subject matter that they brought up uh, was discovered. A lot of it was happenstance. A lot of it was stuff that was put on the back burner that turned into these, you know, really well-received and well-reviewed and sometimes award-winning books. The most important thing that I learned is that the human condition remains the same no matter what time period that it's in. People are who they are. I think the only variance is technology and how that plays in, but human nature is human nature, and and that doesn't seem to have changed that much over time. Well, I'm not going to let you off the hook because it sounds like you don't read it all, but you did read at least one book this year, Dave Grohl's Storyteller. Right. Great book. And I am going to say this, Dave Grohl is your hero besides Barney the Dinosaur. So what I want to do is put this out into the world. If anyone has any connection to Dave Grohl, and we can even get him on for five minutes onto this podcast, it will make Mike's life. Like you don't understand. He will work forever for free if we can do that. So I am asking as a personal favor, if you know Dave Grohl or can get to somebody who does, let them know how good this is and we want them on. Even you, Oslo. Okay, next up, question for Brendan, just simply put from one of the listeners, Hamilton or Burr? I know we're going to have to fight about this, Bobo, but the answer is clearly Hamilton. His economic principles all came to pass. One of the reasons that America has been so strong economically is 
things that he was talking about in the late 1700s, fights the American Revolutionary War, basically tells George Washington off so he can go actually fight instead of write letters for him. He was, you know, there was a couple of warts here and there, you know, that he should not have done, what with the cheating and then telling everybody he was cheating and things like that. But in comparison to Burr, who would make us have at least two United States at this point. An independent Great Lakes nation is a fantastic thing to think about. For those of you living in Michigan, Ohio, somewhere around there, this could have been you. Treason. That's treason. Next question. You've got an odd fascination with maritime history for somebody who was in the army who went to West Point. Can you talk a little bit about that? Well, when you read about that stuff, it's really interesting because these stories are about the human condition under the most extreme circumstances. It, it's fantastic. You read about someone going out, they're already isolated, people who are weird, who just become strict disciplinarian sadists. You start to see this. And there's also that difference between, hey, they're isolated on the boat, and then all of a sudden now they're wrecked somewhere, and then you really see who people are. And that's interesting because... It's that perfect way to see what humans are like under those extreme circumstances and how far they can go. It's Lord of the Flies only real. And that means you're seeing something that happened. It's not what an author came up with in their heads, which I talk a lot of smack about fiction, but I mean, fiction is wonderful. As long as you're reading, who cares? Whatever you're into, you're into. But for me, I love reading nonfiction because there's no shortcuts. What happened, happened. Either it's going to be nonfiction and you're seeing what really happened in real life, or it's fiction where you can kind of play with it a little bit and do a lot of interesting things. But that being said, I read that much maritime disaster and don't want to go on a boat. Like going into the Navy is just a ridiculous idea for a lot of reasons. Number one being the Army is much better. Go Army, beat Navy like we did a couple weeks ago. Don't brag about that game. Win is a win. It's a W. It was a horrible game for both teams. You're a horrible game for both teams. Doesn't make sense. You don't make sense. What book suggestions have come from the listening or reading audience that you actually read and reviewed? Follow-up question, when will you finally get around to reading and reviewing 1491? All right, let's just get to the point of why you're asking this question. You gave me a book five years ago. I told you I didn't even have time to read it because there was at least 10 others in the queue. You've read at least 100 books since then. Correct. And I've given you one book one time. It took you a year. You destroyed it. Only the dust cover. It was not only the, com the completely destroyed the book. I will post it on Instagram. People will vote on this. I, I love democracy. Let's make that happen. What region of the world or time period is your least favorite to talk about or review and why? Anything ancient time period, just because there generally isn't enough detail to build out stories. I love history, but I don't want to read it when it's too dry, when there isn't that kind of connective tissue of some sort of human contact where you can hear somebody talking, you have actual words that you can quote. Ancient history, to me, it's too rough. Even, honestly, even when you get to the Roman Empire, I find... You need to know a lot about the Roman Empire to read about it on a regular basis. I, I know people love it. I totally get it. But I remember if you just try and dip into ancient history or ancient Rome and things like that, it's a lot you need to understand to be able to even understand the book. Like, what's a praetor? What's this? What's, what's a legate? All that stuff. 
I find it impenetrable. All right. Last question. What do we have coming for season two? Awesome stuff. Uh, first up, we have already know exactly what episode one of season two is going to be. Former retired homicide detective Steve Ryan wrote a book called Ghosts That Haunt Me. It's about six cases that he still deals with to this day. Absolutely amazing interview. Steve's an awesome guy. He was really open about how he still wrestles with these cases to this day, even though now he's a news reporter, he's a retired detective. Love this episode. I... I Mike and I said this needs to be episode one. It's that good. And as of right now, as we mentioned, it's probably going to become a weekly episode, a weekly. It's going to be a weekly podcast, even though we're technically still every two weeks, we've put up a podcast. We just, we have so much great content. It's going to be weekly for a while. So listeners, technically it's every two weeks, but don't be too shocked if it's coming at you weekly for probably the first three to four months of 2023. The other thing I would say, Brendan asks this at the end of most podcasts, we're open to suggestions. We've gotten a few from some listeners that have actually paid off for us. Um, we'll see some a, a little bit of format change next year uh, in the way in which we kind of frame everything up. Get the suggestions to us. Like Brendan said earlier, Brendan at History Nerds United or Mike at HistoryNerdsUnited.com. You can find us on Instagram or wherever Brendan spends a lot of his weekends getting stuff out there. Give us suggestions. We'd love to hear them. We want to give you what you want, right? This is just as much for you as it is for us self-servingly. So let us know what you want to hear and we'll try our best to do it. I will start off the podcast saying hello, nerds, in a different way. A couple of people had said they don't like the way I do it right now. I don't like the way you do it. Yeah, it's personally very hurtful. I don't like it either. And, and it makes me very sad, but Can, I can Mike will, say it? No. I will listen to constructive criticism, and I'm taking that, and there'll be a new way next season. You're welcome. All right. I think that wraps up our questions. You know, gents, thanks for having me. It's been fun. Uh, any closing statements from the two of you? We got to do thank yous. We have a lot of thank yous. First off, subscribers, listeners, we love you, right? Please keep coming back. As Mike said, if there's something we're doing that you want more of, something you want less of, you have ideas, we want them. Email us. We currently have a 100% response rate, and I'm telling you, we're going to keep having a 100% response rate. That's what we do. I want to call out a few specific people, though, all right? First, Kevin Prunty, one of our number one fans. We have a few number one fans. I know the math doesn't work out on that, but I'm a history person, not a math person. Kevin Prunty, Jordana Sloan's out there in Wales, just found us, started listening to us. She tells us stuff. She gives us ideas. Couldn't do it without her. Mike Barnett, my uh, West Point buddy, is constantly giving us feedback, good, negative, the whole nine yards. Really appreciate it. Our old friend, the three of us know him, Eddie Stapleton, have known him for years. He's given us a lot of help on the business side of things, how to do this thing right. Couldn't do it without him. I'm calling you out again, Oslo, Norway. We better hear from you. We love you. We don't know who you are, but we love you, and you should know that. want to call out a few of my Instagram friends who are taking time out of their day to talk us up, even if I'm not sure they're listening themselves. But I'll tell them they're getting called out on this, so maybe they'll listen. So... Specifically, uh, Speed Reads Graham, JJ Smack. She asked the syphilis question, by the way. I, I want to make that clear that that was her. She wanted information on syphilis. Thick thighs, thicker reads. Yep. Everybody loves that one. Every time I say it anywhere, they're like, this is my new favorite Instagram. And she's fantastic. And AK Mac reads. And uh, before, 
we sign off, Mike and I definitely have to give a huge thank you to our better halves and our children for uh, the time where we kick them out of the house so that we can record or when we nerd out and start talking about things that they don't want to hear. Um, Jackie for me, thank goodness. Uh, my daughter Maggie, who tells me I'm doing a great job, even though she's listened to absolutely nothing. Mike? Jess, Amaya, and Nora, thank you very much. Bobo, thank you. I don't love this, and we're never going to do this again. But we really appreciate you coming yeah, in. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. This has been awkward at best. Thank you. You're welcome. All right, until season two, thank you so much, nerds. Stay cool.